Hello and welcome to another edition of C-Store Talks. I'm John Lostock, editor of Convenience Store Decisions Magazine, and I am happy to be joined today by Ellie Katz, who is the president of National Retail Solutions and uh, an overall uh, trend maker in retail. Ellie has uh, two decades of experience interacting with consumers. So, uh, Ellie, uh, welcome. I'm glad to have you back on the podcast. How are you today? John, thank you for having me back. I'm doing okay. I ate a little too much lunch, but other than that, I'm doing good. So, uh, Ellie, you touch and your touch points on retail are really uh, diverse and dynamic. So, you have a real good understanding of consumers and uh, the way they purchase and uh, retailers and the way they sell. Uh, One of the things you and I talked about uh, in our pre-call was uh, influencing the path to purchase. And there are so many different ways to influence the consumers. What do you see as the most powerful influencer in uh, getting consumers to shop your brand? I think it's been proven that a loyalty program is probably the most powerful influencer to bring a customer to a specific store. I don't know if that also translates to buying specific products, although I guess um, you know, I keep going back to Dunkin' Donuts because I have their app um, and, you know, eventually they give me a free cup of whatever I pick. Um, but with that said, um, I think, you know, and that uh, right now, National Retail Solutions, our POS system has probably one of the most powerful digital out-of-home ad networks in the country, in the independent convenience store space. And to me, it's probably one of the most powerful path to purchase influencers as well, because it literally sits at the point of sale register. It's half of the screen when you're about to pay. And, you know, we're also busy looking at our devices and we're also busy with life and looking at our devices. But when it comes to pulling out money from your pocket, you have to look up. And when you look up, you see a receipt on one side of our NRS register and you see an ad on the other side. And if you picked, uh, I'm not gonna mention any specific names, but if you pick a soda and we decide to show an ad to save 30 something cents for a competing soda, unlike seeing that like in the supermarket where you gotta make a judgment call, do I get out of line and fight all these soccer moms and run to aisle 16 and go down and hopefully I found the right UPC. When you see an ad in one of these small independent format stores, you just reach back and swap it out. And that's how we have this very powerful um, influence on people's path to purchase. It's measurable. You can, you can, you know, we have obviously graphs and charts and data that show the way that we influence a path of purchase. And that's why CPGs who are all vying for that same dollar love national retail solutions and our powerful digital out-of-home ad network. Sure. I would imagine that there's a great opportunity to get these CPG companies involved in the promotions. And, uh, you know, which ultimately helps retailers sell more stuff, which is kind of the goal in all of this. Yeah, they do. But to be to be honest with you, um, you know, it, it's as, as you know, the ad world quite well, you know, getting getting ad companies um, to part with dollars. It's all about budgeting, forecasting and and keeping your job. Right. So. 
So, you know, no one's getting fired for putting an ad on TV. No one's getting fired for putting an ad on a billboard, you know, on the highway. But to do something that's a little bit more, you know, not as, as known as like a digital out-of-home ad network in a convenience store, and it's not not as known, everyone knows it, right? But, to, you know, maybe not as popular as a, as a television. Um, you know, that's, that's something that people, that only like, like real, real people that care about their product, right. That are willing to risk that, you know, there's, you know, there's people that come to, to work and they just work and there's people that come to work and they make the, you know, they really take pride in ownership and they, uh, you know, they're willing to do what they have to do in order to make their product thrive. I love when I work with a big company and I meet these individuals you feel like you're talking to the CEO. He's just the head, he's just he's just a sales guy, but the way he bleeds his company, you know. And and those are the ones that are that are really the most effective employees for a company. Um, so those are the ones that have you know taken the risk and and pushed their product into different mediums that are maybe not as popular um, and good options, but they're more effective. And since the pandemic, I, you know, I'm never a big fan of the term the new normal but non-traditional approaches kind of are the are the new normal um so advertising in store third-party deliveries and some of the other things that we're, we're going to get into the, there is a different way of reaching consumers because consumers have a different way of purchasing than they did uh pre-pandemic so i think all of this stuff look, look how influential tiktok is on businesses and how products go viral on these social media platforms. And that becomes a gold mine. And I think companies secretly spend a lot more than they're willing to admit on these, uh, uh, these non-traditional formats like TikTok and social media. Yeah, and if they don't, they should be, uh, you know, the, the management should be really thinking about budgeting for next year and mm -hmm. making sure that more of it goes that way. I know that conventional TV and radio and print ads uh, may not be so happy to hear that, but you know they have to. They have to have a, a you know come home to mama moment with themselves and realize that they have to also pivot. Pivot is the right word because it is. Uh, it is not your uh, like we like to say. It's not your father's convenience store anymore. These um, everything, uh, is, especially on the food service side, is you know is done. The, not everything, but you know. 70, 80% of, uh, of younger consumers are ordering on the app. They're ordering meals on the app. They want to go pick it up or have it delivered. And it's about the instant gratification just because uh, that's what they're used to. And that's where C-stores need to be right now. And, and the bigger chains are getting there. And I think the smaller independents have the flexibility and the maneuverability to get there even faster. So that's a good thing. So, so you bring me to a very you know, a very important part of our company right now, a, com a part that we've been spending a lot of time, focus and energy, and that is our uh, NRS Cinch app, right? The NRS Cinch app is a consumer app where they can now, you know, now that we have over 18,000 stores coast to coast and growing um, at over 1,500 a quarter, every one of these stores can be theoretically plugged into our app because we don't need integration. We already integrated. It's our point of sale register. So mm -hmm. we can literally turn on a store in minutes, not days, not, oh, let me upload your price book, minutes. And now consumers 
from all over the country can turn on the NRS Cinch app or download the NRS Cinch app and order from their local stores. Now, it's a double-edged sword because the reality is these small independents or independents, I don't want to call them small depending upon where they are in the country, they're, some of them are bigger than Walmart. Mm -hmm. right? But these independents um, are also always the last to dance. And they're, you know, they were the, some of the last ones to adopt technology at the point of sale register. Um, and, and some of it's because of the fact that they don't have professional guidance telling them that this is what you should do. This is the planogram. This is how you should lay out your store. This is where you should, you know, invest in technology. And some of it is, is just complacency. You know, you mentioned it's not your father's grocery store, but you know, a lot of the fathers still are there. And, you know, this is how they did it for so many years and they don't need a uh, technology because, you know, they have, they're the corner store, but trends are, you know, people are changing their trends. People are changing their shopping habits. People are changing the way they do shop. And now these independent convenience stores and even the multi-chain convenience stores have to start getting more active and more serious about e-commerce um, because we saw what Amazon did to the brick and mortar. Right. I mean, that's, you know, it's not it's not a, a sin to say that, you know, that kudos to them. But we will see what some of these other online ordering apps are going to do to these uh, e-commerce stores. If um, to, I'm sorry, not to these e-commerce stores, to these convenience stores, if they don't get onto e-commerce. Sure. So what do you recommend? I recommend that that every single convenience store every single of no matter what size no matter how many how many um whether it's one single store or 30 or 50 or 100 start looking and researching and educating not only their merchants but the consumers about e-commerce and getting onto e-commerce and working with a platform that um that they could now get into the hands of their consumers so that uh, the consumers can, can now change their trends, but at least they can order from these stores. And there's an inherent value in that too. And you get some customer data, you get, a better, you, know, you get a better relationship with your customer and you know who they are. You have the option of debit versus credit card. So to save some processing fees and you get to reward them for their loyalty, which is proven, you know, like you said earlier, you get the free cup of coffee. That is an enormous driver. A financial incentive is an enormous driver. We're seeing it right now on the fuel side. These loyalty programs that offer 10 cents off a gallon are just, uh, you know, just killing it. Um, they, they're garnering quite a bit of loyalty uh, because of that. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So um, another issue, and it's not it's hardly just a, a, an urban independent uh, issue. It is an all of retail issue is safety and security. And you're in stores all the time. Um, the news reports are scary. I, you know, I, I think I referenced earlier to today, I saw the video of Sephora in California, people just walking in with garbage bags, taking stuff off the shelves and walking out. There is no fear of being arrested. There's no fear of uh having to pay anything back they're just taken and leaving uh what what are what are retailers saying how how much of a concern is this right now 
you know, Don, it, when you mention it, it's really heartbreaking. That's the, that's the reality. And we at National Retail Solutions started our point of sale register specifically to help these um, convenience stores uh, level the playing field and be able to compete and succeed. Um, and when you see that their basic security is at risk, and you're right, if you Google any type of convenience store robbery, et cetera, there won't be a very old uh, article, sadly, and unfortunately, there'll be plenty of them. Um, and, and it's sad because, you know, you have a lot of, especially these independents that, you know, these are entrepreneurs that they put all their money into their four corners of their store to try to feed their family. And they work from early, early morning to late, late night, seven days a week, only for the, for, for, for the potential of getting robbed, hurt, or even worse. It's sad. It's heartbreaking. So let me tell you what we did at National Retail Solutions. I turned to my CTO and I said, listen, this is crazy. And when I started seeing the trends, you know, because during, especially during COVID, right, when people wanted to run in, run out shop local, go someplace where there's not a lot of people. Well, unfortunately, that's also a magnet and an attraction for the bad people that want to run in, run out, and grab whatever they can grab. Mm -hmm. So um, I said to my CTO, we have to do something. You know, we're, we're in business to help these merchants, but their basic safety is, is really, you know, in jeopardy. So we developed a patented panic alarm system where this is unique to our point of sale register, where when somebody comes in and holds up that store that has one of our POS units, they push the button, the drawer opens up, they push it in a specific way. And at the same time, the drawer opens up without delay, it sends a panic alarm to the police department and dispatches a silent alarm. That is a unique feature to us. We are actually now in talks with some of the national alarm companies to get the back-end, you know, licensing um, so that we can roll it out nationwide. We did beta test it here with another uh, local alarm company in New York, and it has been very well received. And obviously, as you can imagine, very well um, needed. Mm -hmm. And to your point, that it's kind of sad that we have to even consider this, but uh, hopefully retailers in conjunction with using uh, that kind of safety feature, they are, you know, safeguarding the money, doing regular drops uh, to keep the registers. I know a lot of keep the registers empty. A lot of, a lot of chains try to keep less than a hundred dollars in the register or less than $50 in the register, you know, all for good reason, because you work, they're working hard. They're investing in the business, building the business, and then just having it, yeah, but, John, I mean, it, it's just a crazy world out there. You have people that will rob you for $20. You know, it's like, who cares how much was in the drop? They don't know that until they open the drawer. And then, you know, if they get away scot clean or they, they do damage or injury, you know, it's, it's horrible. Mm -hmm. So, but you're right. You know, there, there are certain measures that you can put in. Some people have a threshold, like they, you know, if they have these little signs in the window, you know, we don't keep more than a hundred dollars. Okay, fine. Under a hundred dollars. I won't, uh, I won't do something stupid. But some people will, sadly. Yeah. Well, uh, getting back uh, a minute to um, some of the trends and influencing, uh, let's, uh, along those lines, let's talk about the last mile and the, the companies that have been able to kind of figure out the last mile in getting products, you know, again, specifically food service, 
uh, into the hands of consumers are doing pretty well. So uh, what is the strategy for the last mile in some of the urban independent markets? Now, they have a, benefit, a clear benefit because they have a, probably a lot of foot traffic, especially the ones in urban markets. And you know, they really understand the, uh, that food consumed in the store is probably eaten within a half hour, you know, a beverage or, and a snacks eaten usually eaten within five or 10 minutes of leaving the store. Right. So they understand the immediate consumption need. But uh, that last mile and, and that dinner and uh, that meal solution, how, uh, how do you see that playing out in uh, the urban independent markets? So we're going to couple this with our NRS Cinch e-commerce app, right? Mm -hmm. Now, there's, there's two types of e-commerce. And, and I guess when you go to restaurants, um, you know, it's, it's nice to run in and have your food ready. But I'm not so sure yet that at convenience stores, that's what people are looking for. I think people are more looking for when they run into convenience stores. Well, yes, okay, it'd be nice to have their sandwiches and food ready from that convenience store, which will be available on our NRS Cinch app. But also, I think many people would prefer that they just stay home and get the can of soda delivered to them rather than run. And they'll pay a couple extra bucks for that. And, and that's what the strategy of some of these ASAP delivery services are that we spoke about at the last, on our last interview. Mm -hmm. uh, I won't mention them, but some of them, you know, some of these companies that are worth hundreds of millions or into the billions, you know, the difference between them and National Retail Solution, or I should say a significant difference is that we have 18,000 potential dark store slash distribution points with no rents, no employee costs, and uh, we're able to pass these savings onto the, to the consumers that purchase. So that's the difference. Now we just have to turn all these 18,000 distribution points on. It'll take a little time, but we'll get it done. You know, obviously not gonna get 18,000, but who knows, you know, eventually we're gonna get a significant portion. Okay. How about uh, other trends? You know, we, you and I talk and, we try to perfect the loyalty and we try to perfect cons uh, what consumers want, but uh, let's go outside the box a little. What are some of the things that you're saying that uh, you should, we, we should be calling attention to? So, I mean, I just uh, went to a gas show this week. Um, the big thing is uh, no receipts at the pump, you know? So, so I, I listen, personally, I don't never, I never take a receipt at the pump. You know, I, I just, you know, I don't really need it personally. I, I get, I get it from my credit card statement. Mm -hmm. uh, but with that said, you know, their point is if they do no receipt, you know, they could a, you know, be better to the environment and then B now have a, a, a loyalty touch point. So it's, it's, you know, their hooks to try to get them onto the loyalty programs to try to get them to communicate. Personally, also, I think that America is over -apped. I think that we all have just way too many apps on our phone <laughs> and just getting, you know, when you have page seven on your iPhone, I think you've, you've got too many, you know, it's like, it, it, like it, start erasing, um, you know, but with that said, everybody's got an app, you know, I, I bought a bottle, I bought, no, it's, it's not a joke. I bought a, a workout bottle, you know, to put my water in there and it came with an app. <laughs> what? I don't even know. I didn't, I didn't even take the time. You know, I'm following my own, you know, guidance. I'm not even taking the time to download the app. I'm I, to, to even know what what it's going to tell me. I mean, how many times I sipped and how cold is the water and and you know, maybe probably. You know, I'm sure that whoever developed it and pitched that idea to their boss had good reason. But I think America, 
It's a data play. They want your email, your phone number. They want to be able to sell you more stuff. Yeah, but there's too many apps. Now it's too confusing. Mm -hmm. you know? and, 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 and it's becoming too much. Um, and that's going to be a real issue because, you know, think about how many places you go to in a month, not in a week, in a, in a month. And if everybody had an app, you know, you wouldn't be past seven pages on your iPhone. You'd have, you know, 30 pages and, you know, just, what is it, just 20 or 40 icons or 20 or 30 icons on mm -hmm. each page? So. Well, yeah, it eventually is going to start eroding trust. And we're starting to see some privacy. The state of California has introduced a very stringent privacy a data privacy act and we're going to start seeing that roll out across the country and that's going to be a game changer and something that retailers are going to need to keep an eye on because uh, they could even though they may have a third party doing their app they would be the ones liable so i would strongly recommend everyone listening to if you do have an app and you do have a third party provider to make sure that you're compliant with the uh, state laws and and potentially any federal laws that might be introduced yeah that's a very good point all right. Um, any closing words? Anything you want to mention? How can uh, people get a hold of you? How can people learn more about your app and your point of sale system? So it's uh, nrsplus.com. That's NRS, National Retail Solutions, nrsplus.com. That's the uh, best way to get in touch with us. Um, and uh, you can go there or you can call our 800, our 833-289-2767. But nrsplus.com really has all the phone numbers. And on the bottom, if you want to contact me, you can email me as well. I have my contact information there um, so that if you have any feedback or ideas. Um, but uh, listen, I'm, I'm very proud of what National Retail Solutions is doing. We are helping the uh, convenience stores um, thrive and and survive, and uh, we're going to we're pivoting as you hear with the e-commerce. Um, so, so I appreciate your help getting the message out. I was there, I think, in your Newark office when you were showing me that uh, point of sale system. So you know, years ago, it's uh, it, it was just a baby back then. It was just, just a baby. It was, it was a dream. Now it's a fully robust but very easy to use point of sale register. Um, with clickable buttons and colorful buttons and, and eWIC and EBT and, and credit card processing. We have the best credit card processing out there um, because we have a very clean rate, free equipment, no contract, you know, and, uh, no cancellation fee. So, uh, you know, these are all important pieces of a, a bigger puzzle to help the success of the merchants. Very well said. So let's uh, wrap it up there. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to another edition of C-Store Talks. I want to thank my guest, Ellie Katz, and our good friends at National Retail Solutions. And I invite you to join us on a future C-Store Talks podcast. Have a good afternoon, everyone.